Well, welcome everyone to today's episode of TMI Advice You Didn't Want. Today we have two very special guests and we're so excited to jump into their story of their spiritual walk, their spiritual awakening, and just their story, let's be honest. So in case we haven't met, my name is Karen. I'm one of the co-hosts here. And my name is Ashley, and I am so, so excited for John and Connie to join us today. They are two wonderful people that I met in a mind model certification and um, just fell in love with them instantly. And then it was probably like six months to a year later on a Zoom conversation, we started talking about spirituality and they opened up and I opened up and was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. One more thing to connect about. So I am so excited to have this conversation on our podcast today. Yeah. And for me, I remember, Ashley, you told me whenever you had that conversation with both of them and you were just like, oh, my God, you have to talk to them about their spiritual stuff because it's <laughs> so freaking fascinating. So, yeah, it, and it is. It's super fun. I'm so excited to bring these two to you. So, John and Connie, let us know a little bit about how maybe you started in this spiritual journey and kind of where it's led you. Oh boy. Well, we <laughs> yeah. had very different starts. Right. So I, I my very first, oh, okay. My mother was my very first start. Um, she told me uh, her mother had passed away when she was young and like 15. And, um, and her mother came back to visit her in the night and, and they, you know, had a conversation for a while. She she was really broken up, as as you might expect. But the fact that her mother came back and you know consoled her and told her everything was going to be okay and told her you know there's a heaven heaven is real and you know she'll see her later and that kind of stuff um, that was so real to her, and it it became real to me. It was it was not a it was a fact. It wasn't a a story. And uh, she'd had one or two others. She she talked to me about one time going out with her father when she was real little and looking at to look at the full moon. And she said there were four angels around the moon. Mm. And, wow. Okay. And then so I had that. And then I had what they were saying in church and the stuff mm. that I heard in church just it didn't make sense to me. I mean, it, it, even as a little kid, it was like, there's something not right about this, but I, I just didn't, it didn't fit. So, you know, what, she didn't go, they didn't go to church much. They sent me to Sunday school and thought that was cool to do. <laughs> and, you know, we had a carpool. And so I went to Sunday school and hung out with the other kids and it was social and I liked that. And uh, at some point that just, that stopped. And then I saw Kreskin on TV. And, and he was, if you never heard of him, he was a mentalist. He was, he was basically a magician that, you know, that did mental tricks. He also could do some pretty freaking good card tricks, but, um, but his, even though it was, they were tricks, it got me, I, I, I didn't believe they were tricks at first. And so it got me really thinking about, well, what can we do with our mind? And I was just, Ooh. I had realized there was this huge fascination with, you know, what is our, what is the capable of, what are we capable of with our minds? Um, that's, and then uh, in high school, I read uh, a book by Robert, Robert Monroe called Out of Body Experiences or Journeys mm. Out of, or something like that. But he was a, like one of the pioneers in that. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool. I didn't understand it, but I wanted to know more about it. And uh, I fast did, forward to college. Fast forward. Well, yeah. 
did trans learn transcendental meditation as a senior and then fast forward to college and I meet a guy and uh, I'm, I'm boarding in a fraternity house and and uh, I was talking to one of the guys and they said, oh, you need to talk to Craig. He he does that stuff. <laughs> and uh, and I talked to him and yeah, he had had an experience where he had a dream about being at work and and this lady walked in the room and uh and and said you know so and so is going to have a baby you know some one of their other co-workers mm -hmm. and and so he you know he woke up i forgot the dream and he was at work sometime shortly later and he's talking to this guy and and he had a deja vu experience and he and he looked at the guy and he said so and so is going to walk in that door and she's going to say that so and so is pregnant or just had her baby I think it was just had her baby, like deli just delivered the baby. And um, and it happened. And and the guy looked at him and just said, get out. <laughs> <laughs> but and he told me a couple other experiences he'd had. And, and he was part of a, a program, a, a an organization that was teaching people uh, about their spiritual nature and, and some really practical applications of that, you know, to make their lives better. And so he took me to an introductory lecture of that organization. And guess who was there? Oh, <laughs> that's how you guys met. I don't think I fully knew that. Yeah. And you've been... <laughs> I've been doing this for for quite a few years before this, uh, before I met John. Um, you know, I had the usual upbringing and it was kind of crazy, like everybody else's life. And um, uh, I can remember my father taking me out of school one time and taking me to a, a psychic. And, and there was actually he talked about my brother who was deaf and saying that the reason why he was deaf was because he had um, been with Attila the Hun and his, his claim to fame was cutting off people's ears. Who knows? Okay. okay but I thought that was kind of interesting and cool, but fast forward to, I was about 14 and I, I was having to have my second tonsillectomy and I could see the writing on the wall with the parents starting into some interesting things that I didn't want to be involved with, but um, um, mental issues. And, um, but my father took me to this, uh, to a house that a bunch of people were in and, and the founder of this uh, organization walked up to me and went, do not do anything until I talk to you. you. You need to come back and see me in a few minutes. Hmm. And he said, you will stay here. And it's kind of like, stay, uh, you know, because okay. I had told nobody that I was going to check out during the tonsillectomy. Uh, I had already had every, all the plans made and everything. I was going to go ahead and code on the table. Mm -hmm. And he, um, he came to me and he said, I will be there for you no matter what. Just hang in there. I know what you're going to be going through. I'm, I'm always a, just a phone call away. Mm. And he was, because I called him several times for various different things. But he helped me get through that whole transition period. And and then I met John, and uh, here we are. I don't know. How many years later? This was in 75? Well, 48, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it was 1975. It was, uh, so November. next year will be 50 years that we've been together. So we'll huh. age ourselves real quick. No, I'm forgetting the date, but I think it was November 10th of 11th. 11th. Okay. November 11th, 1975. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was mm -hmm. kind of quite a, uh, it's been quite a journey. I should say so. I yeah. love, I, I've not heard this story from you co before Connie. So I love that this person was 
intuitive enough and knew what was oh, going yeah. on. That yeah. is super, super cool. Yeah. And that yeah. you, that you listened as well. Yeah. Well, and I knew that he, you know, he's one of those people that there, there was something there that he and I had very special and mm-hmm. uh, it was never sexual, was never any of that stuff. But um, I used to go and sit when they had these uh, week long camps up in Iowa and I went a couple of times and and I would sit while he was doing the the nightly roundup with all the leadership. And I got to be a part of that. He'd mm. go, what do you think about that? And then I'd go, well, what what question is, you know, what about this? And so I got to, to, to learn coaching at 15, 16 years old mm. before it was even called coaching. Mm-hmm. And so this, this gave me a, you know, a lot of self-confidence, but it, it also was a protected bubble that he kept me in and kept me mm. sane during that time. Mm. It, was, it was crazy shit. And he was, yeah. you know, since you mentioned coaching, he, he was a very, very good coach, a very mm-hmm. strong coach in that, um, you know, part, one of his principles and, and he, you know, I can remember him tell, telling me this, he said, don't you can sometimes you can see what you know how somebody is is sabotaging themselves you can see what they're doing to themselves and they mm. can't see it the worst thing you can do is to tell them tell what them. they're doing because yeah. you rob them of the learning experience and, and they're just gonna you're just you're, you're actually postponing it for them you're making you know it may be it may be years or it may be lifetimes before they get that set up again you know to learn that lesson so way way better to just ask them a question you know, that maybe gives them a little hint or leads them in the right direction, but do not tell them. Right. And while, I mean, you know, there's very few coaches today, I think that really know, understand that. Um, yeah. You're yeah. so right. Yeah. I have a similar story to that with a mentor that all of us shared. Um, I was having difficulty with coaching people and with friendships of helping people move through. And he's like, well, you kind of come in with all the answers, like a whirlwind. And you're like, say their problem is their shirt and they're wearing a red shirt and they don't want to wear a red shirt. They want to wear a blue shirt. And you're like, well, that's an easy fix. You just take off the shirt and put on the blue shirt because you've already been through that process. You already know the answer. You already know that you can take off your shirt and put on a different shirt. But what your friends and your coworkers are experiencing is you coming in, ripping a shirt off of them. They're now standing there before you naked being like, what the fuck? Like, what did you just do? Exactly. I'm like, now without a shirt. And then you're putting on a blue shirt. And you're like, there you go. You're fixed. And they're just kind of like, um, yeah, that wasn't enjoyable. Thank you. And oh. so, yeah. And then they shut down. Yeah. Because that, that's your first reaction. You're going to shut down. Or, yeah. or. Or they put the red shirt back on and now they're convinced they'll never, ever, ever change it because. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was a. They don't want to repeat that. Well, and, and they can't change. No. Yeah. They was, really can't because. They didn't understand it. Because they didn't understand what or, the whole process is behind it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not lasting because I, I did it for them and right. they're not grateful or thankful to me at all because I just right. made them make it. <laughs> so. <Right. laughs> they're scared of you at that point and and yeah. really will not listen to whatever wisdom even though it's the best stuff ever invented no nah. exactly mm-hmm. so another part of uh, this is you know i'm i'm continuing things that we learned over 40 well over 40 years ago mm-hmm. 
and, and things that that person said or questions he asked, I'm still unpacking oh, you know, yeah. new layers of it. And, and one of the things uh, that, that I've had to, in myself, had to get over was because I had this, had learned these things and they worked so well uh, and, and made so much sense for me in the world, I got to thinking that I knew better. I knew I was, mm -hmm. I knew more than other people, you know, I was, and that made me a little somehow more better or more spiritual or something. And, and I think, you know, that's a real, um trap. Tra trap in in the yeah the competition in, in in spiritual things there there's no really place for competition we're all growing at our at our own pace and, and we're figuring stuff out but what i've come to understand now more recently with additional the training that we we shared um is is this idea of of having a framework and that um whatever our set of beliefs is it's it's a framework that we use to understand things and and you know no none of us can claim to know everything in mm -hmm. fact that's one of the things we were taught is is you know you can't prove any anything that's not physical it, it, nobody can prove it you know there's no measurements uh, that you know you can't weigh a soul or or see it or measure it in any way so you know it's it's, it's just, all fake. you just have to accept that there are things that can't be proven and and uh, you have to, that's where trusting what's our inner, um, you know, our, our nature. And and so I, I was, um, the, so, there's certain distinctions that really cause a shift for people, a shift in the way we think and the way we see things. And the, for me, the beginning, the baseline was hearing it at that introductory lecture that, you know, just try this on. If, if it doesn't work for you, fine. You know, don't just mm -hmm. throw it away like that's wrong or whatever, but because it's not what you believe, just put it on a shelf and maybe some point in the future, something will happen, something and something will shift. And, and all of a sudden it will make sense. And, and, you know, that has happened for me many times, but it was this idea of don't, you don't have a soul. You are one. You're not a body with a soul. You're a soul inhabiting a body. And, and the body is kind of like a, I, I've always, the model I was using for a long time was a, a vehicle. You know, it's a, an anchor. It, it keeps yeah. us here. It keeps us, yeah. it the soul to the physical plane so we can have this experience. But I like, I more recently came up with this idea of it being a user interface. And I really like that. You know, we didn't have computers when I would learn all this, the internet didn't exist. And, and, but the, the idea of a user interface where we're, we're kind of this, I, the way I envision it, we're, we're this really big entity that in order to have this experience, it's like peeping through a keyhole, you know, mm -hmm. what the experience we're having through our body is a very, very limited part of our, what we're, fully capable of spiritually but in this plane that's what we need it's so we can experience it and yeah I like sorry that framework just just really works for me and it, and you know that was some other things make sense of things that I could never make sense of with my you know the traditional religious beliefs that I was taught and and we yeah. know that we came in here together for with a contract just like you two with your mm -hmm. your significant others you came in here, the contract, or you still wouldn't be with them. Because mm -hmm. look how many people have floated in and out of your lives. Mm -hmm. You're there for a certain period oh, of yeah. time and they're gone. Oh my God. I just got massive chills as you're saying that because um, recently uh, I was out in a conversation with somebody that I had just met and um, she, she's 
all about this kind of stuff too. And I was telling her about how a lot of times with Matthew and myself, one of us will do something and then somehow the other person comes along um, in the strangest ways. And I can't quite explain all the things, but one of the ways is that recently um, I was brought into a specific, we do, it's, it's called coherence healing. And um, I was brought into another group. And as a result of me going there, it was like, Matthew was like, Hey, what about me? And somehow in some divine crazy way, he brought, got brought to the exact same place at the exact same time. So right. you talking about that whole contract thing is like, yes, like there's mm -hmm. something about there's a divine connection. And I think that there's that divine connection between all four of us here too, because we've been in this plane together and I don't know about you guys, but I love learning from you guys. I love learning from each of you. There's so much to learn from all the different experiences that everybody's had. And it's just, it's, it's fun. Like that's for me, it's the fun. I'm all about the fun. <laughs> yeah. And it is. Well, I think Go ahead. Ashley. Well, just what John was saying too, about how we may like learn something and it might not fit at the time. Like, I think that's the whole point of conversation and friendships is having that continuous community and really being able to like learn. I used to be against Reiki and think it was from the devil and think it was evil. And now I'm a Reiki master. And so I right. think the whole point is to have people around us that we love. We may not love everything that they share. We may not love everything they believe, but we love them as individuals. And it keeps us open and growing and changing and flowing through all of that. And it's when we cut off those conversations and those relationships where we don't see perfectly eye to eye, that's when really bad stuff starts happening. Mm -hmm. Because everybody that's put here in front of you is for a lesson. Mm -hmm. And you're they're gonna you're gonna bump up against that lesson until you finally learn it. it and then it's gonna come back around and hit you in other areas until you've got the whole picture. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that does take a couple of lifetimes, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. And uh well, and I remember one time too, speaking of some of this, um, we were in the middle of a intimate moment and he called me by the, a different name. Whoops. Yeah, exactly. What? Things right there. It wasn't a name of another girlfriend of mine. <laughs> no. So that's the, no. That's the, that's a saving grace. Right. <laughs> so, if it had been, we would have another. That would have been another conversation. <laughs> so I have to put a slight pause in this. So part another part of this this program that we were, were part of is it was so empowering was. Um, very, very early on, in fact, like in that lecture, one of the things they mentioned is that we all, when we come to, a, when we come into a physical body, we've made an agreement with our parents to provide the body. We've also contracted with high souls. You, there's, they go by many names. Some people call them guardian angels, you know, in the religious realm, that's what they're called high souls or, or ascended masters or just guides. I, and we use, I, I, I think we share the word guides because, you know, it just, it makes sense. And they're, they're just, they're people that have, you know, they're further down the road. You know, it's like when you're a first grader and you look at a senior in high school, it's like, Oh my God, I'll never get there. Right. It's kind of like that. And they, they know a lot of stuff and they've done a lot of stuff so they can guide you. And, um, and so we, we have these that come with us and, 
that we've contracted and, with. And they're they're always with us and, and they're much more able to help us and communicate with us when we are relaxed and and um you know just really in meditation being ourselves. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sometimes yeah. you hear a beautiful piece of wild music experience. Or you, hear something, you see a, a beautiful sunset, you see something that really inspires you, you might get goosebumps. That's mm -hmm. what I again my framework is that that's them coming close and they they've got an extra a higher level of energy than I do and so that that extra energy you know stimulates my nervous system and gives me the, the little chills. So confirmation. That's how we learn to we learned how to ask them questions and get yes or no answers with you know there are there's they don't tell us what to do but they can help us and so we uh, when when we had this experience we turned to that to help sort it out and so yeah because it could have been a it could have been a game changer mm. but, but what we finally figured out is is where that came from and and what life it was and what kind of happened and we started getting some clarification out of that so that we could go oh okay cool you know that was one one life we were together and you know and I don't think we've had any others that we've we've really nothing uh, else has come up that needed yeah. needed dealing with. That was just a I had yeah I had in that lifetime I had disappeared and never come back. I'd gotten killed. Mm -hmm. She didn't know where I'd gone. So there was an emotional charge attached, attached to, to me. That. And when that name came out, it was like it triggered part of that. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, so you know we just kind of put that. Okay, that's done. Right. And it yeah. really it really brought a new aspect to our relationship and, um, you know, kind of clarified some, some feelings in me that I wasn't, um, that I was clingy or doing something that was not healthy in the relationship. Once I figured out what it was and got, got clear on it, it was like, Oh, cool. Yeah. And then that aspect moved on. And That's for, really cool. it was more of a, a confirmation, you know, because I've, been hearing about that, you know, that we, we come through this school many times uh, to, you know, advance and grow. And, um, you know, at some point then, you know, we move on, but, um, but this, this idea of other lives was just an idea for me until I, I had that connection. And I know some people really delve into it and they do past life regressions and, and, you know, I, I think it's what's been made fun of a bunch that, you know, somebody was always, when they find out about their past lives, they were always the king or the emperor or Cleopatra or something, you know, and, and nobody was ever a, you know, a, a maid or a goat farmer. <laughs> what was that one? Oh, in, in the, uh, there was a, uh, Bert breathed was the, the cartoonist. Right. It was uh, Bloom County. And one of the cartoons, the, the little kids talking to his dad, who's trying to sleep. And he said something about him being a one-eyed Goat, goat uh, albino goat herder, armadillo herder. Right. <laughs> that went on the refrigerator for yeah, a few yeah, years. For a long yeah. Wow, that's quite specific too. An right. armadillo <laughs> farmer. <laughs> I never knew there was armadillo farmers, but apparently there were. But you know, I mean, when when people are looking for past lives, they're looking for some, you know, big, you know, uh, many times, uh, you know, uh, having been something important or glorious, rather right. than having been something very plain that learned something that learned a very important lesson, right. which was really, you know, kind of the point. Right. Yeah. So yeah. It's, well, it's really, sorry. <laughs> Have you guys found like you've dove into your past lots or just like past lives or just with that one specific situation? I, I have some more probably. And then I, I went to a, was in Germany when I was 18 and 
that was this castle that was on the Rhine. And they were, you know, they gave us a, a little map of, you know, how the the um, castle castle of the fort looked. They were wrong. Mm. They were so totally wrong. I even showed them a where there was a secret door that had a passageway out that ran, you know, out that was um, part of the escape route. That's so cool. And, you know, the, just things like that, that um, I have a lot of those stories because it, they come easily to me. Right? You know, it's, it's like deja vu. You know, mm -hmm. you walk into someplace or you meet somebody, uh, you two, that we just hit it off. We've mm -hmm. known each other before and we're probably going to know each other again. And how, how comforting is that? Also, the funniest thing, because you guys don't know this, we just recorded a podcast and we were talking about deja vu. And you guys, both of you, each one of you said deja vu. And mm -hmm. I'm, I know Ashley picked up on it because we both just kind of smiled and laughed at each other each time it happened. Mm -hmm. And it's just really funny. Like I look at little winks, little nods like that from the universe. And it's like, right. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. This is yeah. just, this right. is part of the fun. This is part mm. of the process. Well, it kind of keeps me on track. Mm. I kind of know where, you know, kind of looking out, who do I need to talk to? Mm -hmm. Who is my apprentice? Who, who, or who, who, who do I need to learn from? Yeah. And that's, that's how I go into each meeting or whatever conference, wherever we're at is who do I need to connect with? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And as you well, like I, I am sure you guys have heard of the book, The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. Mm -hmm. Have you heard that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I haven't picked it up for 10 years and I picked it up and it's all about being a connector and right. my self-awareness now of me being a connector is different than it was 10 years ago. And I'm sure. like, holy cow, like this is hitting to a whole new level, especially as someone that plans to build and has built on social media. Like, it's just, it's crazy how like things come into your life in weird ways. Like I was at the bookstore with my daughter and she was reading a book. So I'm like, okay, let's go find some random books to check out that I don't have. And I walk by the shelf and the tipping point is like standing out to, at me. Like you have to pick me up. And I'm like, right. I have you at home. I've read you like, no, I'm going to go find other books. And it just was like this compelling, mm -hmm. like, no, I'm what you need to read right now. And I'm half done the book. <laughs> it's like, what? Like, it's so weird how things come into our life like that. And again, you never stop learning from simple things. Like I could completely be like, I've read you. I've learned all I can from you and we're not going back there. So yeah, I love that. Well, and amazingly when we do come back around it, because we have grown. Mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. we'll get different things out of whatever it is like like that book you get entirely yeah. different things out of it now than when you read it 10 years ago oh, 100%. because yeah. you're an entirely different person yeah definitely and and so that's that's part and catching that awareness and if you don't catch it the first time uh it'll 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 hit you again it'll come back and then after that you start getting two by fours mm -hmm. it's just so much easier to listen you know like yeah when the when the book you know when that something catches your your curiosity your attention like that stands out just be curious, you know, what's, mm -hmm. what's making that stand out for me right now? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're, you've got a sense inside. And so, okay, I'll go check it out, you know, be curious and look at it again and 
just when you just follow those little trails, this life gets way easier. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so much more fun. It gets way more fun. Yeah. That's what Absolutely. I was just about to say. When you stop taking it so seriously and you just go, wait, all these things have been happening. Maybe I should look into it a little bit more. Maybe I should just get a little bit, like you said, John, curious and see where might this lead me? What might happen if I kind of pull at some of these strings and see what pulls apart at the end of the day? <laughs> well, we have a saying between the two of us, what's going to be the surprise of the day? Yeah. I love that. And and that surprise, you know, it, depending on how you look at it, can be, oh, great. You know, I got a check I didn't expect or, ooh, somebody's calling me that I didn't want to talk to. <laughs> you know, those type of things. Or something that disrupts the plan, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I tend to be pretty linear and I've got my day planned and I don't want, I want to follow those, you know, follow my plan. And when something disrupts that, it's like, it's unwelcome. <laughs> But yeah, like when someone says, hey, do you want to come on my podcast today? <laughs> exactly. I mean, that would be an example if I had, you know, if I had something, if I'd planned to go somewhere and it's, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think yesterday I had something on the books and we ended up on a call for a couple of hours. And I mean, I wouldn't have missed that yeah. for the world. So networking meetings, there's been, I, gosh, well, we've been, you know, heavy at it for a year now, but there's been a bunch of them. It's like, Connie said, you want to go? I said, no, I don't really want to go. And, it's kind of like, yeah, and I end up, and I end up going, and you know, cause I didn't feel good or something. I mean, there was always, I always had a reason, of course, but it was like, those are the ones, the ones that I felt the most resistance to were the most significant, turned right. out to be the most significant that reason to be there. Mm -hmm. That's another little, you know. Yeah, so the universe kicking you in the ass going, no, really, you need to go. You know, be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like it. Yeah. Well, those are the ones that you ought to be at because there's somebody there that you need to connect with. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it may not be the way you'd want to connect, or it may not be um, a comfortable conversation. Mm. You know, that comfort versus safety thing. Mm -hmm. But it's, it, but it's that awareness. And yeah. that's all this is, is just being aware of where you need to be. Yeah. Where, where your um, priorities are. Mm -hmm. I would even take it to, to not dismissing uh, the things that are very subtle. You yeah, know, the, the exactly. things that are really easy to ignore and, mm -hmm. and, and, oh, that's not real. Or, or I just imagine that, that little I, whisperings I mean, in your ear, ignore so many things. And I, that, that, they, there's a saying that, you know, something about two fish, you know, talking and, and one fish says to the other, you know, how, how do you, how's the water today or something? And the other fish says, what, what's water? And, and that is so mm -hmm. apropos to, you know, where we, we are fish swimming in this sea of thoughts and feelings. And, and, and if it were to suddenly vanish, if it were suddenly, we weren't in that, that's, I think the silence and, and the isolation would absolutely shock us. I mean, like scare us silly. Mm -hmm. It's let's just like we, we're in it all the time. And when we're, we're sensing, you know, what's going on in the, the, the greater society around us, you know, picking up when the, when the mood changes, it's like the weather, you know, uh, the same way we get affected by the barometric pressure, we're affected by the weather of the people. And, and, you know, we're, we're the people that we work with and interact with all the time. I mean, how many times do you, I, I don't, well, I shouldn't say that. A lot of times we finish each other's sentences or Wait, I'll be thinking something and it'll come out of her mouth. And, 
you know, I, that's, I think that's our reality. And, but when we're taught that doesn't exist, that's not real, it's evil or bad, then, you know, we're, we suppress it, we ignore it. Yeah. I mean, I think about like, as children, we have things like growing pains, right? But how many times have you as a child, like had a growing pain and somebody explained it, that's what it is. And it's like, but is that what it is? Right. Is that what you're actually experiencing? Or is there something that needs your attention? Right. And you need to pay attention. Maybe it's in your leg. Maybe you need to be grounded right now. There's something about what's going on in the situation. And that's one thing that I'm sad that I didn't receive as a child is that I didn't receive that kind of um, uh, direction. It was always explained away. You know, like, oh, you have a headache. We'll take some Tylenol. But why do you have a headache? Nobody ever asked me that. Nobody ever asked me that. Why would they ask me that? But really now in my adult life, I ask myself this stuff all the time. I'm like, wait a minute. Like this happened. Well, what am I missing? Did I miss something? Or is there something that I need to be paying attention to a little bit more closely? And it's just a different way to look at life. And the sad thing is, is I feel like a lot of kids missed that in their growing up. But you got to look at it as a maturity thing too. Mm. Because you've got to kind of grow into that. Mm-hmm. So what they did is is set the foundation for you to be able to do that. Mm. That's all. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. It's so, just for me, just- I'm like, oh, I wish I'd been able to have that thought sooner. That would have been great. But, you know, it's just part of the process. <laughs> you weren't ready for it. Yeah. And, and look at it like that. Like I said, it is a maturity. It's It's steps that mm-hmm. you had to take to be able to ask those questions of mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even like with Aubrey, like she um, gets really worked up over math. Like it sends her like dysregulated so fast. And so I'm like, yeah. So it's like, okay, so what are you feeling? Like, are you feeling not good enough? Are you feeling this? And I'll list a whole bunch of different options. She's like, I'm just frustrated (laughs) and we're trying to get more specific there and she can't like she can't identify any of those other specific feelings she just knows she's frustrated and she's frustrated enough with one simple subtraction question in grade four that she's in tears like she's crying over it right and um she does not have the awareness of what the root cause is even with me like coaching her and supporting her and walking her through that but I'm at least making her curious and like at least guiding her in that possibility of what could it be. And so maybe it'll get her there faster and maybe it won't. So, right. Well, it, it, yeah, it, it, at the very least, I, of course, I'm now I'm come coaching, but if you can, uh, if she can come out of that experience with not feeling like it's a deficit in her. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. hundred percent. She's got a lot to she can build on from there. I feel like with that, that's the winning equation right there where it's like, it has nothing to do. Like it's not a deficit in you. Like you said, it's not, it's it's not you. It's a pattern. Yeah. It's it's a pattern that we're observing and it's repeating. And so now, you know, at at very least we can accept that, that, that the pattern's there. 
Right? Yeah. We don't have to, we may not ever be able to fully understand some of the patterns that happen in our lives. That was one that I, I didn't only, I only learned that in the last couple of years was mm. I, I, I spent my whole life trying to understand everything. I have mm. to understand. And if, if, if it was something I didn't understand, it it, it bothered me. I mean, I, I worried about not understanding it. And it, it and I, I guess I was like a bulldog. Hold, you know. But no, I, I finally got it. Sorry, my incoming call notification there. Um, I finally got it down that no, understanding is not required. Mm -hmm. All yeah. that's required is acceptance. Yeah. Different. They're very different. Acceptance is this neutral acknowledgement of just it is. Okay. There's something, something happened. Yeah. yeah. Like That's, my phone ringing. Calls. Like my phone ringing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same as Derek. Whenever I have emotions or feelings, especially big ones, he's like, I want to understand. I'm like, screw understanding. I don't want you to understand me. I just want you to accept me and love me through it. Like you're a man. I'm a female. We have completely different lives, completely different childhoods, um, ways of thinking and belief systems. Like you're never going to understand me. Like, um, just, just accept and be here. And that is very, very difficult. Like he, he really wants to understand. And to him, that's a form of love is he, he wants to, um, understand me because he loves me yeah and fit and then be able to fix it if he understands uh -huh. it he yeah. fix it and it's just like that's not what I need at all so well and we've finally gotten to that point of I don't need you to fix it I just need yes. you to listen to me bitch okay that's all exactly. I, <laughs> I just have to offload all this so just stand there shut up yes look learning, pretty learning to ask me me learning to ask you know is, is this a, is this a time when I I need to help you find a solution or is this a time to just listen Mm -hmm. and, yeah i mean i mean that's always i always get a clear answer to that if i remember to ask the <laughs> question i get a clear answer oh yeah <laughs> and then i can do and i can do exactly what's needed and you know it, well and it takes you off that tide too you know yeah. because i'm i'm up here and and he's wondering how i got there and does he need to worry about you know it's, yeah, it's for sure. you just need to is she gonna go postal <laughs> <laughs> Has she already gone postal? Uh, Is this I it? Gone LA, okay. <laughs> well, here's the thing. When you try to fix it and try to understand it, that's when I'm most likely to go postal. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We just started reading um, uh, Radical Acceptance or Radical Compassion. I can't remember which one. We got both at the same time. And it talks about silent compassion, I think, in there or somewhere. There's silent compassion came up recently in the last month. And so whenever he's trying to understand or fix it, I'm just like silent compassion, just silent compassion. That's it. That's all I want. That's all I need. And that has been our saving grace since that came into our life the last month. Nice. Yep. It's just that matter of communication and figuring out what it is that mm -hmm. that the other person is actually trying to expel. Well, and there, you know, there's another layer that just came to mind in in that the the, the fixing thing is uh, there. There can be this implied judgment that the mm -hmm. other person isn't you know is somehow deficient or isn't able of, of figuring it out on their own, and and that's part of what creates the frustration in them. You know, you know, I'll figure it out. It's like <laughs> I will ask I you need if I need help. Otherwise, yeah. And and that's I think. <laughs> so you know, we're talking about these things in terms of kind of perceived problems, but but also in our growth. You know, mm -hmm. when we we're we're curious and we're 
we we tend to want to go faster. You know, I want to learn all this stuff. I, I want to evolve faster and grow faster so that I don't, you know, I don't have to go through these difficult experiences. Mm, sorry, but, you know, we all grow at our own pace. And sometimes we really, really have to have these experiences. I mean, I, and I just other... recently had to have an experience where I was in the emergency room at three o'clock in the morning. And, yeah. and it's, I mean, the, the, what sent me there actually resolved like That's... before we got in the car, mm -hmm. but I didn't, you know, I wasn't capable of fully, I recognized that there was a change, but it was still necessary to go. And, and, mm -hmm. and then after that experience, you know, my guides, uh, I was again regrouping with my guides and they said it was a necessary step. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, okay. the other <laughs> piece of it too, is we can choose whether it's, difficult and I'm putting air quotes up to, we I can know. choose how we look at it. We don't have to label it as a difficult thing. It could just be like, well, who was I supposed to meet at the ER? Like, exactly. I don't know at 3 a.m. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that was all about, but it's just like, I, this is one thing that I just keep saying over and over and over again. And Ashley's probably tired of hearing me say this, but I'm like, it's just part of the process. It is. It's just, part of it. Like, I don't have to get so worked up about, well, why, 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 how come this is what happened? And like getting so stuck in that instead, just being like, well, that's just, that's just what happened. Like, that's just part of the process. And, and, and I'll probably say said, that till I die. <laughs> that's your, that's your phrasing of what I just said, as far as mm -hmm. acceptance versus yeah. having to understand. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It is what it is, is another I, that's so overused in our society. But at the same time, it's a beautiful state of, of acceptance. Mm -hmm. it is, it's just such a beautiful encapsulation of what acceptance is. It is what it is. And mm -hmm. we don't know because of our energy, what we changed in somebody else's energy that was sitting there waiting to see a doctor too. Mm. Could have been mm -hmm. something that subtle. No interaction. No interaction. Just being there. But just being in that environment keeping ourselves together um, and and accepting it, who knows who we influenced. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I love and this conversation. And I don't have to know it. I don't no. have to know what I did. No, it's not about getting credit. No, no, it's not about that at all. Nor do mm. I want to know probably most of the time. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I love this conversation and to kind of wrap up a little bit, I'm curious because John, you said this um, and I think Connie, you did too. Um, you were talking about like communicating with your guides. Um, I know like before we jumped on the podcast, you were like, I don't want to like, I can't really show because it's a podcast. I can't show people how to do it, but I'm curious if there's anything that you could give to our listeners that might help them um, deepen this connection with their guides. Hmm. Well, hmm. Uh, any kind of a, anything that you can practice, that's a, a, a good, a, a, an effective, a good, an effective re relaxation in the moment, a, a, hmm. in, a deep breath in through your nose, out through your mouth. Yeah. Even the four by four breathing is better and, than, and just, than, than nothing. A relax you know? and, and, and just, um, Kind of center center yourself focus on 
what you consider the highest, uh, you know, whatever that is, you know, and, and just um, ask again, how, however you say it, you know, my, whether it's guides or God or whatever, you know, be with me now or something like that. That's, that's as simple as it gets. And sometimes I'll even just go help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> help. <laughs> exactly. And amazing what response I get out of that. Just in your head though. Yeah, in my head. Yeah. I don't get out loud. But I'll be screaming it in my head going. You know, I need I need some backup right here. For for something more structured, I I'm gonna I guess plant a seed here and you can edit this out if you don't like it. There, there is a, a friend of ours, a colleague who started in that place and and she has spent the last roughly 40 years traveling the world sharing this information mm -hmm. with people and and sharing structured training on on exactly that. I mean, she has a, a, a very structured process of, of teaching people how to do that and doing it in a way that puts sets them up for for success with that and keeps them clear. Mm -hmm. And um, it's it's called an orientation profile. And uh, her name is Sandra. Sandra, sorry, I mispronounced it, Sandra. And uh, I, I would, I'm going to recommend that you guys have her as a guest. And then, you know, if um, she can, uh, she works with people remotely, you know, through Zoom or whatever, and, and teaches them that exactly. And she's, you know, licensed and trained and all of that to do that and very current with it. So that's where if somebody really wants that, and I would strongly encourage it, because it would, mm -hmm. I met my guides the same day I met Connie, we didn't talk about mm -hmm. that. And, cool. Uh, you, uh, Meet them. They, you just well, brought them to I the was, forefront. I, I had that experience of that profile, um, and and it's you know it's, those are the two best things I ever did. <laughs> so um, I, I I would recommend that uh, that you you know have connect with her and um, and then if if that doesn't work out you know she has a website and I'll I'll give you guys a link to that and you can make that work. Cool. Does that, does that work for you? I love it. Is that good enough. Are you yeah, I'm loving it. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, this really this like okay. I love this kind of conversation. I think Ashley and I could talk about this all day, every day, and we do. So let's be honest. But um, <laughs> I think we're gonna I think we're gonna call this episode of TMI advice you didn't want a wrap for today. So guys, if you're listening on your favorite podcast host, go ahead and give us a five star. And if you're watching us on YouTube, go ahead and um, tap that like button and smash the subscribe because we want to hang out with you longer. And if you've got questions for us, um, then please let us know what your questions are or what your questions are for John and Connie. So with that, we're going to call TMI advice you didn't want a wrap for today. We'll see everyone next time.